0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am David. This is my lovely wife, Joanna. There's the Queen's way. She's saying hello from behind the camera. You're also in a live audience tonight. Say hello, everybody. It's going to be a fun night. We're going to talk tonight on a, a subject entitled Contacts, Couriers, and Carriers of the Glory. Contacts couriers and carriers of the glory. Everybody here is called to be a contact, a courier, or a carrier of God's glory. Did you know that anyone, anyone, anyone can be a courier, a carrier, or a contact of His glory? For God is no respecter of persons, Acts 10.34. Everyone is called to be a contact a courier and a carrier of his glory jesus said the same works that i do you shall do also even greater works than these so we're going to read john chapter 14 just to lay a foundation because god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the call many are called you chosen the good news is you can respond to the call as a contact of god's glory move into a courier or delivery person of his glory and then move into proximity with jesus for in him we live and move and have our very being and you can become a carrier of his glory contacts of his glory are getting to know the lord in the outer courts they are Believers, couriers of His glory, live in the inner courts of the Christian experience, and they become couriers. Outer courts, contacts, they're believers. Inner courts, couriers, they're receivers. And then holy of holies are achievers, and they become carriers of the glory. Thirty-fold, sixty-fold, hundred-fold harvest. Body, Soul, Spirit, Outer Courts, Inner Courts, Holy of Holies, Egypt, Wilderness, Canaan Land. God wants us to live in the glory, in the glory of His presence. Jesus said in John 14 12, truthfully, truthfully, or verily, verily, I tell you, whoever believes in me, let's say whoever, Whoever. We have one more time. Whoever. 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 Who's a whosoever? You want to know who God gives the gifts of the Spirit to? He gives them to whosoever he desires. And guess what? If you desire to be a whosoever, he will give them to you. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1 11 he said, I long to see you, you Corinthian believers, that I might impart unto you some spiritual gift that you might be established. Spiritual gifts strengthen us. They establish us. They empower us. And when you're in contact with somebody who's a carrier of the glory, you become a courier of the glory through impartation. Verily, verily, I tell you, Jesus says whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Notice he didn't say apostles, People who graduated from seminary school. People who, he said, whoever believes. An outer courts believer has an invitation to become an inner courts receiver. An inner courts receiver has an invitation to become a holy of holies. Achiever. For those that overcome, I will give. So we all start in the outer courts. We move to in the inner courts. We live in the Holy of Holies when we walk in Him. But if we get in the flesh, boom, we bounce out of the Holy of Holies. We skip the inner courts and we're right back in the outer courts where we need to re-engage the Lord through repentance. So how many have been in the Spirit? Like, you know, Solomon or you know, Samson was in the Spirit. He tore a, 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 a lion like a man would tear... Uh, a goat in half and he was in the spirit in the glory. And then he went to go see the Delilah the hairdresser just that quick. So you can be in the glory and fall just that quick, can't you? You end up with your head in the lap of uh, Delilah the hairdresser, you'll lose your locks and your power you'll lose the glory. There's two interesting verses in scripture. One is Moses wist not he knew not that the glory of the Lord shone off his face. He didn't even know The glory was radiating off of him because he was thinking and concentrating in his mind and his heart about having left the mountain with God for 40 days on a fast where he ate and drank nothing. And as he was coming down, because he was in the presence of God for 40 days, he came down and the glory was radiating off of his face. Just like the sun reflects the moon. But he was thinking about the sun, the son of God. And he reflected and radiated the glory. And they had to put a veil over his face because it was too bright. I've actually had an encounter with the Lord when I was praying for somebody. The glory came and I, my face glowed for several hours. It actually glowed for about three days, but it, it diminished. It dissipated. But people would see me, they're like, where, where did you get that tan? I'm like, it's, it's you know, January. It was, I think it was October, November, and we were in Colorado. There just wasn't a lot of sun where we were at, and it had been raining and storming. But I was the only one with a tan, but it came from being in the presence of God. And so there are times when you're in the presence, His saturating presence will penetrate you or bubble forth or shine out of you And you'll carry that love and that goodness and that glory. So Moses wist not or knew not that the glory of the Lord shone off his face. Samson, who had his head in the lap of Delilah, the hairdresser, symbolic of the world, self-pleasure. What happened was, the Bible says this. Samson wist not or he knew not. That's the King James Version. He knew not. I think it's Judges 16, 20, 21. It's one of the saddest verses in the Bible, Samson did not know, he wist not that the glory of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, had departed from him. So, somewhere in between, not knowing God's glory is shining off your face because you're thinking more of Him than you are anything else, and you're a reflector, a carrier, a radiator of His glory, or the other end of the spectrum, you have your head in the lap of the world and you don't even know that God has left you or His glory has left you. Outer courts, you don't even know it's has Holy of Holies, you don't even know you have it because you're so focused on Him. So Jesus said, Verily, verily, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater, greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Verse 13. John 14, 13, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. People say, can you pray to Jesus? Jesus says, I will do whatever you ask in my name. You can pray to Jesus, Jesus and the Father. Or one If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus says, you can ask me anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus says he will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Psalms 35, 27 amplified, God wants to prosper you. Am I talking about money? No, I'm talking about prosperity in every area of life that does include finances but I'm talking about soul prosperity. Beloved, I wish it above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Third John chapter 1, verse 2. So God wants us to prosper in our soul, live in the Holy of Holies, be a carrier of his glory, and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto us. Right now, there's a, a move of God taking place in Kentucky. I think they're going to shut it down, but as they shut it down, it spread. The difference between a visitation and a habitation are significantly different. A visitation is you got a visit, a habitation is they came to live with you. And when you get a visitation from the Holy Spirit, it's a wonderful thing. You get a touch from God. Saul, Old Testament King Saul, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he prophesied with him and he was changed into another man. He had a visitation of the Holy Spirit. Samuel chapter 10 verses 3 through 6. And Samuel had prophesied, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you will be changed into another man. And sure enough, he prophesied, people said, is Saul also among the prophets? But that visitation was not properly stewarded. It didn't become a habitation. So when you have somebody visit your house you can invite them in to stay when the Holy Spirit comes to visit you it can be a visitation or you can ask him to stay the thing is when he stays he likes to make things his home and sometimes he rearranges the room (laughs) he starts to take things off the shelf and he starts to replace them with other things and he'll often do that through your hands He'll say, um, that one's not necessarily my highest will. And you'll be like, but I've got that for years. That TV channel may not be my highest will. Well, what do you want me to replace it with? He might have you replace Netflix with Pure Flix, just to give an illustration. And so God will clean up the house, which you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God dwells in you. He'll clean it up room by room as you give him permission and as you give him permission, you'll move from a believer in the outer courts to a receiver in the inner courts to an achiever in the Holy of Holies. You'll move from a contact of his glory to a courier who carries it from point A to point B and drops it off. But then you move into the Holy of Holies and you become a carrier of his glory. In the outer courts, we ask. In the inner courts, we seek. In the Holy of Holies, we not. We ask and it's given. us. It. we seek, we are find. And the knock and the door is open for all who ask receive all who seek find and all who knock the door is open because when you get invited in the door you become in the holy of holies a habitation where that presence imparts to you and when you leave that time of prayer in your prayer closet and you walk out he goes with you for in him we live and move and have our very being this is a message that i believe the lord is releasing to give me a download on it and we're working on the notes today and god wants all of us not just to be believers that's great our names in the lambs book of life we get water baptized we go down one way we come up baptizo immersed in die we're cleansed by the blood of the lamb old things are passed away all things are become new if any man be in Christ, or woman in Christ, or child in Christ, they're a new creation, a new species of being, that's where it begins. Believers, but he wants us not just to have contact with him through the born-again experience. He wants us to then begin to receive, to begin to grow, to begin to put off the old and put on the new, and then eventually become one with him, where when we walk, he walks with us because we're in lockstep with him, can two walk together, except they be agreed. Daniel 11.32 says, Those that do wickedly against the covenant, the enemy shall corrupt with flattery, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Daniel 11.32, that's New King James Version. It says in the King James Version, But those that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. God wants you to be strong in Him and you exploits. It's all based upon being in relationship and proximity with Him. Earlier, before we turned on the camera and we began to broadcast, we prayed a prayer. And as we prayed, the presence of God came in here. How many can attest that the atmosphere changed? It was, it was, it was pregnant. We didn't even want to come on here to do a Facebook Live or a, an audio or a video or whatever. Because we were in his presence and as this revival is taking place in Kentucky we're believing that it's going to turn into not just a visitation but a habitation not just a revival where lives are transformed but an awakening where it pops up all over the nation and all over the world already as of today the last I checked it had already spread to 30 different churches college campuses and people are experiencing the same atmosphere, where as they come in to seek the Lord when He may be found, the presence is so rich that people don't want to leave. I was watching something online, and a man said he went to the uh, the awakening, the revival in, in, in Asbury, in Kentucky, at the college campus, and they planned on staying an hour and a half, and then going out and eating, and then, They were going to come back for the next service. And he said, time just went by so fast. By the time they realized what time it was, the next service was already starting. Nobody wanted to leave. It's been going on 24-7 for a couple of weeks because as people step into that atmosphere, time stops because you're in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are all given the Psalms 91 promises of God's presence, His power and protection. Everybody has the Psalms 91 promise. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 and 3, I've got some notes but the Holy Spirit is sprinkling things in, says that the same gospel was preached unto us. As unto them, This talks about the children of Israel in the wilderness, where God gets the wild in us out. So he takes us out of Egypt under the hand of Pharaoh, the abuser under Pharaoh, the slave master, the taskmaster. He brings us out that he might bring us in. And we have to go through the wilderness. We come out from thence that he might bring us into the land of Canaan. So he brings us out from sin and bondage and the taskmaster, and then he begins to feed us with daily manna in the wilderness and he provides for us and he teaches us cloud by day is pillar of fire by night he protects us from the enemy fiery serpents all these things begin to happen in our life as he teaches us that we are his sheep the people of his pasture and he provides for us when we seek him but they tempted him 10 times in the wilderness and the bible says that the same gospel, gospel means good news, was preached unto us as unto them, but the gospel preached did not profit them anything. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard us. Say faith. 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 We have to have faith. Faith is really the word trust. And you want to know what else faith is? It's risk. R-I-S-K. That's how you spell faith. When you get out of the boat with the other eleven, sitting behind you safely in the ark or the boat and you see jesus walking on the water and you said lord if that's you bid me to come and he says come and you step out of the boat in a huge lake in the dark to walk on the water with jesus you have now just taken risk you don't know what's in the water you don't know what kind of fish are there you don't know what kind of sea creatures are there or lake creatures And you're out there walking on the water with Jesus you look like you're out of your mind and you are you lost your mind and you got the mind of Christ because you become like him when you walk with him and you begin to think like him your old stinking thinking disappears when the gift of faith comes upon you the illogical suddenly the impossible suddenly looks logical I've had the gift of faith come upon me when His glory is present. And the absolute impossible suddenly looks logical to the point to where you can't imagine it not happening. In fact, sometimes you get in it and somebody might videotape it and you watch it on video later and you're amazed. And then you realize it's happening through you. And then you realize as you did what God told you to do in the natural, he added his hand of super to it and it became supernatural. And it all comes from being in his presence, working from him out of relationship, not for him out of performance. 2 Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him or fully surrendered to him or whose hearts are committed to him depending upon the translation that's the new king james second chronicles 169 b for the eyes of the lord roam or run to and fro throughout the earth you remember when when satan came to god and he says you know there's none righteous down here and god says oh Have you considered my servant, Job? He's righteous in all my house. God is a drama king. You've heard of women who are drama queens. God is the drama king. How do I know this? He put the three Israelite boys in the fiery furnace just so he could show up as a fourth man as the son of God. He created a Red Sea moment so he could part it and then crush the Egyptians in the frozen icy waters. Because it stacked up. It congealed. He brought a wind. It got cold. The water stacked up. They walked through on dry ground. And then he lifted it. It melted and it crushed them with ice. And they found the chariot wheels years ago in the location. And they had them. So God is a drama king. If he wasn't a drama king, he would not have put Jesus on the cross in the most dramatic way on a dark Friday. And everybody thought it was over. But Sunday was coming. And on the third day, he raised from the dead the firstborn of many brethren and many sisters. So God's eyes go to and fro throughout the earth that he might find those whose hearts fully surrendered to him that he might show himself mighty on their behalf. You might say to yourself, well, once I get into the Holy of Holies and once I have this supernatural power as a carrier of God's glory, my problems are over. No, they just begun. Because, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is the you. James chapter 4, verse 12, reading on, says, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But when you are reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you for the Spirit of God and His glory resteth upon you. On their part, He's evil spoken of, but on your part, He's glorified. The glory will create power encounters. And when you're around people and you're carrying the anointing, it will annoy the demons and people. But when you carry the glory, they will scream and accuse you of things because it's power encounters. Janus and Jambres withstood Moses with false lying signs and wonders. They threw out serpents, and Moses threw out his rod, and a serpent came forth and ate their serpents, and he grabbed the staff again. Power encounters come when you carry the glory. It's not just about healing the sick, casting out devils, raising the dead, blind eyes and deaf ears popping open, that is a wonderful thing, but you will be reproached for the name of Christ when you carry the glory and to learn how to carry the glory and to step into the glory, you will be reproached for the name of Christ. The Apostle Paul said, if he was still seeking to please men, he would not be a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through mighty, outpouring signs and wonders and demonstrations of the Spirit's power was the first century church birth. And we're going to get into how Peter's shadow healed the sick and cast out devils because he was a carrier of the glory how Paul's handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from his body and there was an impartation of the saturated miracle working power of God and people would take those handkerchiefs and aprons from his body when he would preach and they would send them to people and as people would touch them the glory would be imparted that tangible glory and demons would come out of people and healings would happen I remember we were pray over well, actually, it wasn't handkerchiefs and aprons. I was in prison at the time for, you know, those stolen jets and cocaine trafficking in my 20s. And God arrested me in a prison cell and the glory of God came in. And years later, he told me, based on Acts 19, verses 11, 12, 13, that how God did special miracles. He wrought special miracles. Can we just say special We want special. We want unusual miracles. God does the regular miracles, but isn't it fun when he does special miracles, unusual miracles? My friend Israel Aubrey, we were just able to buy him a home in Africa, Lagos, and he's now customizing the home. We had raised the awareness and people brought in money, and through a series of events, He's not getting the used home that we had our eye on, but favor came, and now he's getting a third, a three-bedroom house. He's designing the gate with the cross on it. He sent me the videos, yeah, yeah. and I'm just—he's so excited because now he's going to have a three-bedroom house, debt-free, for him to have a facility that gives him stability to go release ability. And when he ministers, the glory comes. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the dead are raised. He's been doing it 45 years. Millions and millions and millions of souls have come to Christ directly through him and his teams and derivatively through those that have been raised up to go preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, because as he preaches the gospel in relationship With the Lord. He's one who sent, not one who just went, and mighty signs and wonders and diverse gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the witch doctors that are into witchcraft and magical arts come against him with the dark arts, and it bounces off the shield of faith and knocks them to the ground, knocks them to the ground as they reap what they sow with intended harm and ricochets, and their own witchcraft comes back to them. And they're struck down with strokes, and sometimes they're struck dead as a door now he'll pray over them sometimes for two hours with his team and they'll be raised from the dead and they will have been in hell they become great creatures other times the lord says eternity is set they have made their choice do not pray for them this was their choice their iniquity had reached full measure and the wrath was poured out and because of that person trying the dark arts it would be like somebody coming at you with a gun and it ricocheting and it blowing back in their face. It's not your fault this happened to them. It's their fault because they're the ones that pulled the trigger with intent. That's how it can be. And if you don't believe it, ask Janice and Jambres who withstood Moses with false signs and wonders. But God always saves the best wine for the last. God always does exceedingly abundantly above that which we can think or ask according to his power that works in us as contacts, couriers, and carriers of the glory. My goodness. Let's define exactly what the glory is. Exodus 16.10, Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation, of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord Appeared in the cloud. The glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Strong's Concordance, Hebrew number 35 19. The word glory here, and there's a word glory that is kabod, and there's a word glory that's doxa. We're going to talk about glory kabod, the kabod of God, or the kabod of God. It means it's rare, it's glory, honor, glorious, abundance, riches, splendor, dignity, reputation reverence, glory. So when God's glory shows up, His splendor shows up. His special miracles show up. His honor shows up. His abundance shows up. When Jesus takes two fish and five loaves and He breaks them in the glory, abundance shows up and they feed 5,000 plus women and children, 20,000, and then They take the baskets afterwards and they've got 12 baskets left over. How does that happen? Because when God's abundance shows up, His glory shows up, His kebab, His supernatural special miracles, He multiplies. As believers and receivers, we see the law of addition. 100 plus 100 is 200. But as carriers of the glory in the Holy of Holies we see the law of multiplication where 100 plus 100 becomes 10,000. How many would rather have the law of multiplication in your life than the law of addition? The law of addition is good, but the law of multiplication is better. Amen. But you'll find that those that backslide, the law of addition doesn't work in their lives anymore. It's a law of subtraction and the law of division. Because the devil is into division and subtraction. God is into addition and and multiplication go forth be fruitful and multiply so the strong's concordance is kabod hebrew strong's concordance hebrew word 35:19, kabod rare glory honor glorious abundance riches splendor dignity reputation reverence glory exodus 33 11 through 23 this is the expanded bible The Lord spoke to Moses face to face. You see relationship. You see proximity. He spoke to him audibly as a man speaks to his friend. You have told me to lead these people, but you did not say whom you would send with me. You said to me, I know you very well by name, and I am pleased with you. You have found favor in my eyes. This is Exodus 33, verse 13. If I have truly pleased you, found favor in your eyes, show me your plans, the path, the way, so that I might know you and continue to please you. So, our goal for wanting to get in the glory is to know him and to be known by him and to get his strategies that we might continue to know him even more. When the angels, the six winged seraphims, in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, it says, and the six winged angels went around the throne of god saying holy 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 is the lord god almighty the whole earth is full of the glory i believe that every time these six winged angels where two wings they covered their head two wings they covered their feet and with two wings they flew as they went around i believe god would reveal another facet of his glory, and every time they would see a new one they'd go oh, holy holy is the lord god almighty the whole earth is full of his glory and as they would get to know him more and they would praise him for that he would say well let me show you this holy 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 is the lord god almighty the whole earth is filled with his glory moses wanted to know that we might know him and the power of his resurrection it says in the new testament the apostle paul says i came unto you in fear and weakness and much trembling, declaring to know nothing amongst you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And my preaching and teaching was not in persuasive words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, dunamis, miracle-working power, that your faith would not be in the wisdom of men's words, but in the demonstration of God's. When you have the power of God, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but of power. Dunamis, miracle, working power that will catapult you through every line of the enemy's defense. When the enemy tries to knock you down, you can be wearing a white suit. You would end up in a mud pile, is what it looks like initially by the time God picks you back up supernaturally in that situation there's not a spot on your white suit and you've got a red rose in your pocket and nobody can figure out how it happened because he vindicates his children according to his righteousness. It doesn't mean you won't go through things. It means you'll go through them with him and that's when the fourth man shows up in the fire and your adversaries at the Red Sea are crushed Your adversaries that heat the oven up seven times hotter, as they throw you in, they're burned up and burned away. And as the witch doctors come against you, like happens with our evangelists in Africa, it ricochets and judgment falls. With the same measure they measured it out, it's measured back to them. With the same measure of goodness and mercy that you measured out, it's measured back to you. For God will not be mocked, Galatians 6, 7 for whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap whether unto the flesh will reap corruption or whether to the spirit reap everlasting life. Therefore let us, believers, receivers, and achievers, contacts, couriers, and carriers of the glory, do good unto all men and women, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Put your own oxygen mask on first, take care of your own people in Jerusalem, and then out of the overflow, go to Jerusalem. From Jerusalem, you go to Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. The Lord answered him, show me your plans, pathways, so that I may know you and continue to please you. To know God is how we please him. Lord, I, I, want, I want to be pleasing and you get to know him. How do you get to know him? Through His Word. We speak to God in prayer, God speaks to us through His Word. And He also speaks in dreams and visions of the night as deep sleep falls on men, with tongues interpretation of tongues prophecy. He speaks to us in so many different ways. He can speak to us through the mouth of a donkey. And that encourages me sometimes that I can be used of the Lord. Everybody qualifies. If I have found favor in your eyes, show me your plans, your strategies, your pathway So that I might know you and continue to please you. Find favor and grace in your eyes. Remember, consider that this nation, God is your people. He's crying out in Exodus chapter 33 unto the Lord because the people are rebellious. They're tempting God in different ways. They're asking for manna. They're asking for for quail instead of manna. We don't want angels' food anymore we want meat and god gives it to them but then they die with it in their hands because they begin to devour it if i truly please you and the lord said i myself my presence say presence Amen. so important his presence is what it's all about working from him from his presence sent not when Presence-based ministry, presence-based evangelism, presence-based miracles, presence-based prophecy, presence-based healing, presence-based deliverance, presence-based love. And when you're in his presence, there's fullness of joy. When you're in his presence, the enemy is silent. We're going to get into that here in a second. If you're pleased with me, if I found favor in your eyes and with your people, these people and I will be no different from any other person on the face of the earth unless your presence goes with us. Do you want to know what a Christian looks like? He has his presence. It's not what they drive. It's not what they wear. I've known people to wear no makeup, and I've known people to wear makeup. I've known the person with makeup to be a Jezebel or a Delilah. I've known the person without makeup to be a Jezebel or a Delilah. Right? You can go down a devil in the waters of baptism. You can come up a devil. You can go down and think you've been baptized in lemon juice and come up to where you're sour. Or you can have no makeup, makeup, torn jeans, regular jeans. You can have shorts. You can have long pants. You can have a suit on. You can have a torn T-shirt. It's about having his presence is what makes us a believer that becomes a receiver that becomes an achiever. We all start equal at the foot of the cross. Everyone comes to Jesus through the cross of Calvary. Jesus said, "I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life." John 14:6. No person comes to the Father except by me. He says, "I am the door, I am the gate." But once we're in him, There's different areas we can move in Him. We move in Him, live in Him, and have our very being. And once we come through the door, then He asks permission and He begins to say, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Any man opens, I will come in. That means every room of your house He wants to clean up. He wants to clean up the folders on computers. He wants to clean up the video files and the browser history on our phones, on our computers. He wants to clean up our social media profile. He wants to clean up our text message. He wants to clean up what we grin at. Because if we grin, we're in. He wants us to hate the things that he hates and love the things that he loves. You want to know what he loves? He loves the lost. He loves the non-believer. He died. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Do not forget where you came from Just because you get cleaned up doesn't mean God is done with the people in the world that you came out from among them and you're separate. He might send you back once you have a courier anointing or a carrier anointing, or he might even have you invite somebody to church because you have a contact anointing. We're going to speed up. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will do what you ask because I know you very well by name and I'm pleased with you. You have found favor in my sight, my presence will go with you. That should be our prayer. And this is a different version I'm reading from. It's uh, an amplified version. The King James is normally what I I, I read from or memorize the New King James. It's a very different translation. But Ezekiel, Exodus chapter 33, really verse uh, 12, reading on. Then Moses said, Now please show me your glory. The word glory is is manifest, tangible presence. And I just want to park here for a second. The year was 1990 and some of you have heard this story and it bears repeating because as we share it God's presence comes in because the word testimony, one of the translations of that is to testify about and to give a testimony what Jesus has done, but also means do it again. And when we testify about what God's done He'll often do it again. And I was in the prison cell in 1990 in Leavenworth Penitentiary in Kansas. And here's what happened. I got out of the bunk and I got on one knee to pray. I was still very prideful at that time, even though I was born again. And I was going to sentencing the next day. And as I got out and I got on one knee to pray, the two other people in the cell felt pity on me. So they went to pray with me. and. I prayed, and I was going to sentence, and June 6, 1990 was the next day. And uh, as I was praying, I prayed about two minutes. It was a dead prayer. It was cold on the floor in the cement floor. And as I got ready to get off my knee, and I remember as I was praying, the Holy Spirit prompted me, get on both knees, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He'll lift you up. So I did. And I got done praying. As I got to the end of myself, something changed in the The atmosphere became pregnant with the presence of God, the, the tangible presence. It became so quiet you could hear a pin drop. Now, we had a door that was like a perforated metal where you could see through it, air would come through it. It was in Building 63 in Leavenworth Penitentiary where the Birdman of Alcatraz actually had his birds in Leavenworth, Kansas, not Alcatraz, California. You can Google it. And as I'm praying, all of a sudden, the noise down the hall, the men yelling and screaming and the jokes and the things that are taking place all became silent because the presence of God came into that cell in 1990. And all of a sudden, Jesus appeared. And Jesus appeared before us in front of the shower and he was in a white robe, he didn't say anything and he went through a color cycle and he went from white to like a heavenly blue. I've never seen a blue like this on the earth. And then he went back to white and then he went to a scarlet red. And then he went back to white, This color cycle went through a couple of times. He was there about 15 minutes, never said a word. And as he dissipated, all of a sudden a small cloud the size of a man's hand appeared on the floor. And the first thought that came to me was, test the spirits. I was a young believer at the time. And I said, do you know Jesus? And when I pointed at that cloud on the floor, the size of a man's hand, it sparked gold and platinum. And it began to flood the prison cell. And the two people in the cell with me One was doing double life, had done 26 out of the last 30 years, had been on America's Most Wanted, had a bunch of bodies in his jacket, meaning he killed a lot of people. And um, he jumped up, six foot three, 280 pounds, and he was in the fetal position, like a kid hiding from the glory of God. And my co-defendant, we'll call him Vic, that's what he is in my book, Jet Ride Journey to Freedom, the names have been changed to protect the guilty in some situations and so that I don't get sued. And so, true story though. And Vic wouldn't put his feet on the ground. They were like up, you know, on the bed. And I was like this kid that was innocent, having fun. And I reached down and I began to play in the glory of God. And every time I said Jesus, it would spark gold and platinum. And it would be like static electricity on my hands and on my feet. And then I heard from the words, drink from the cloud. I heard from the Lord, drink from the cloud. So I went to reach into the cloud of his presence. Remember, I had no grid for this. And I reached in, and as I reached in, I went to drink from it, and it would spring back into itself. And I realized now I needed to kneel into the cloud. Instead of the cloud coming to me, I needed to come to the cloud. I knelt into the cloud, and I drank from the cloud, and the cloud of his presence went down. It was the glory of God. The the kabod, the weightiness of God, went down into my lungs and went up into my sinus like during free time. And I was instantly healed of all sinus problems in that moment. And the glory was about 18 to 24 inches thick, and you could see through it in spots where my foot would come and then it would disappear in the cloud. And God was teaching me about His goodness and His mercy and His presence and his glory and the glory remained for a couple of hours. So that's one manifestation of the glory of God. And then tongues came with interpretation and it went on and on and on. We're going to close out, but I just want to close out by saying God wants you to be a carrier of his glory. The other day, we ordered something on a food delivery service like Grubhub or something like that. And we ordered food from a Mexican restaurant. I won't name it. I'm not trying to give you know endorsements to anybody. And so as we ordered the food, a courier, see the carrier of the product made it. Then they handed it to a courier who brought it. And I was the contact that called So I had the contact to the carrier. The carrier gave it to a courier, and then we all worked together. And I got a chance to feed my wife. I made dinner that night.
1: That's right. And we
0: ate on paper plates, so I did dishes. Awesome. Very, very pleasant. Yes. And so, so there's an example of being able to be a contact to the source, the source being the carrier, by, by, by relationship, and the courier will be the one that brings it. So if that helps at all. So when the glory of God enters the room, angels sing, Holy, Holy, Holy. Isaiah 6, 1-3. Demons bow their knee and flee from His glory. Psalm 68, 1. Let God arise, let His enemies be scattered. No flesh glories in His presence. It's not grandstanding. It's not celebrity status when the glory comes in. In fact, the glory comes in in such a way that those that are ministering on the platform or have the microphones often can't even talk. And it becomes their best message ever when they can't speak. And everybody is so much greater touched when God shows up. It's not that preaching and teaching aren't important, they are. But there's something that happens when the tangible manifests. Glory of God comes into the room. Number four, deep conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment occurs in the glory. John sixteen eight. Number five, people who lie to the Holy Spirit, like Ananias and Sapphira, can drop dead in God's glory. Acts five one through five. Number six, healing, deliverance, and miracles are often instantaneous in the glory. Acts five fourteen through sixteen. Paul's handkerchiefs and aprons. Acts nineteen twelve, and also Peter's shadow. Heals the sick in so much they knew Peter, who was a carrier of the glory, was coming to town. So they lined the sick up in the streets in hopes that part of Peter's shadow might overshadow them. And they were all healed and delivered and set free. The original Greek language of Peter's shadow is the word adumbration of the Episcenzo, it's the overshadowing of God's presence. If it was Peter's shadow, it would only have worked on a sunny day. But it was the overshadowing presence of the Lord radiating out of him because he was not just a contact with the Lord. He wasn't just a courier bringing a gift to somebody by the anointing of the gifts of the Spirit. But he was a carrier of the glory and anyone who got. In proximity with him was in proximity with Jesus. For in him we live and move and have our very being. Number seven, those hungry for God are drawn in the glory. And those that are not hungry for God are
1: repelled
0: from the glory. One final thing as we close out. I was in a prison cell one time. The year was 1992. I was with my friend R.D. He's gone on to be with the Lord. And R.D. was preaching. And when he was preaching to this person who ended up getting a presidential pardon, like the next year, was amazing, didn't get born again. God did a miracle for him. And maybe he's born again now, this is 1992, he got out in 1993, doing 20 years, no parole, and God gave him a presidential pardon, and he got out and did the right thing, never went back to prison. And while R.D. was preaching, R.D. was about 6'3", big guy, about 230 pounds, big strapping guy, and we used to pray in the prayer closet, the mop closet, and here's what would happen, is we would pray, that presence would come in, and glory would come in, and we'd go evangelize. While he's preaching, I walked by, it was a two-man room, and I walked by, and I saw a cloud of God's presence in there, and the tangible presence of God was like a white cloud, a haze, and when I walked in, I just was drawn in. And I listened to Artie preach, and the man was on the top bunk, and Artie was talking to him, preaching, preaching, and that presence was just hanging. It wasn't as thick as it was the night on that floor, but it was light. You could see it, you could feel it, and the quietness of God. And a prisoner came in. And he came walking in. He went, whoa! And he was throwing out. He was like, you know, throwing his hands up. And he walked out and shut the door. And I saw him run down the hall. (laughs) To one, it's the aroma of life unto life. To the other, it's the aroma of death unto death. The fragrance of his knowledge is diffused through us in every place we go when we're carriers of the glory. And some will be drawn. And some will be repelled. I was in houston recently and there was a minister there who had a knee problem there was a person who was a non-minister with a knee problem and i said can i pray for you so i prayed for the one and the minister who loved the lord and preaches the gospel i could see there was a little touch from the lord where he touched him but it wasn't like a recreated miracle the other one he said yes i want to be healed pushed his knee in and when i put my hand on his knee instantly i that release because he was hungry and he put a demand on the gift in faith and he got to recreate a miracle right there and i thought it was his hunger not my gift that brought the miracle through me instantly you can be a contact and that's good we're all contacts we can all make the 911 call jeremiah 33 3 call upon me and i will answer you and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. You, as a believer, are a contact to his glory because you can get a hold of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can also be a courier. People can lay hands on you and impart unto you a spiritual gift that you might be established. And that's a good thing. You can be the restaurant delivery person, bringing good gifts and hot food to others. Mm -hmm. Or you can press in with the Lord where his presence goes with you. You get to know him and the power of his resurrection and you become a carrier of his glory mm-hmm. and then as you walk with the Lord wherever you go signs, wonders outpouring of the spirit the love of God and power encounters will be your portion you can't have the glory of the cup of the anointing and the glory without the cup or suffering. If we suffer with him, we will reign with him.
1: Amen.
0: So, how many want to be carriers of the glory? Are you willing to pay that extra measure price? Yes. Let's do it. So, Father, I thank you that you called us to be contacts, couriers, and carriers of your glory, that the lost might know you, that hell might be plundered, and heaven populated. For Jesus to receive the just reward of his work 2,000 years ago on Calvary's tree. He was hung up for their hang-ups. Hung up for our hang-ups. And he loves us just the way we are, but he loves us way too much to leave us in our current condition. If you want to move from believer to receiver to achiever, from contact courier to carrier you say Lord I want to know you I want to know you show me your glory that I might know you fill me afresh give me a visitation show me how to steward it that it might be a habitation that in you I might live and move and have my very being. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray visitation to habitation. You said in your word in 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. That we all with unveiled face would take veil off and we're transformed into the same image and likeness of your Son that Christ in us, the hope of glory might be revealed as we're transformed by the Spirit the presence, the glory of God transform us from Clark Kent to Superman transform us from lambs to lions in you might have boldness and your love we thank you for visiting us even now and making yourself tangibly real to us show us your glory Lord For what else will distinguish us from all the other people on the face of the earth except it be
1: your presence we thank you for it
0: listening to this, and if you don't know if you're going to heaven, the gospel is simple. Jesus loves you so much, he died on the cross for you and for me. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. You said, Lord, I receive your work on the cross. I give up my life and I exchange it for yours. I want to know you. I want to know you. Cleanse me. Write my name in the book of life fill me with your spirit give me a hunger and a thirst for your word you said that prayer email us at info at virtual church media put something in a chat if you see it come up on social media you're listening on a podcast my lovely wife Joanna. we are the Herodians virtual church soon our mobile app will be out you can download that mobile app in the Play Store Android or Apple and we have all kinds of amazing content Joanna's music
1: CDs,
0: many of my books audiobooks videos so much other items podcasts, Joanna's Revealed and we have been all tied in to the app for virtual church media accelerated growth using technology on demand in the palm of your hand God bless you richly we'll see you
1: soon Bye-bye. bye bye